Hey guys, welcome to You Chat Too Much podcast. This is a podcast where two international teachers, Joe and Madge, discuss various topics with the help of interesting and amazing guests each week. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to You Chat Too Much. This is episode two of our season two. Um, welcome back to everybody. If you're new here, thank you for listening. Uh, my, my name is Joe and, and my co-host is Madge. Madge, how are you today? Yeah, all good, mate. How's things with you? Very good. Um, I've had a busy week. Um, we are, we're currently, we're both teachers out in Malaysia and we're slowly getting back to school and getting back to normalcy after um, what has been uh, the craziest two years of a, of a world pandemic. Um, but I actually want to start this uh, podcast off with a, a very small, very tiny um, little apology to my co-host. Um, this is uh, a planned podcast that we've tried to do two times now. I'm going to not take all the blame. I'm going to put some of the blame on the first episode on our, on our uh, guest today. Um, but I'm definitely going to take full blame for the second attempt that we missed um, due to uh, crossed wires and lack of potential uh, productivity. So, Maj, do you, uh, I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you accept my apology? Uh, no, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> You're trying to flower it up with your posh words, mate. <laughs> you screwed up yesterday. That's it. All right, let's move on. Today we're going to be talking about setting goals, um, goal setting, whether that's like individual, whether that's in work, um, or with a bid to look at whether it helps with productivity, uh, whether it limits your productivity, whether you like the process or don't like the process. And as friends, we talked about who we would want to discuss this. And, and I think we both had this, this idea that we wanted this person on because this person loves to do things, but only, I would argue, only does things once she has a goal or an outcome or what's, what's going to happen. So I'm going to introduce Claire. Claire, how are you today? Hi, guys. Nice to be back. Thanks for inviting <laughs> me back. I'm, I'm all good, tired, busy week, but um, we've got half term next week, so all good. It's great. Um, Claire has been, a, been a, a guest before on our podcast. She actually helped us summarize our season one in our 10th episode. So welcome back, Claire. Claire's also a teacher alongside myself and Madge out in Malaysia. So I want to start by talking a little bit about setting goals. Um, and from a, from a work point of view, um, goal setting is used a lot. Um, Lathan and, and Locke suggest that employees perform better if the goals are there to guide their work and if the goals are clear, specific and challenging. So that's from like a work point of view. Um, and I think, you know, we work in a in a industry where goals are set all the time. Um, go on, start us off, Claire. Do, do you enjoy goals being set in a work point of view? We'll start with like work. Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't know, it's nice to have, for me, anyway, the holidays are <laughs> my first goal with teaching because it's so hard and intense that 
I need that kind of, right, I've got seven weeks to a half term to kind of pace myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that respect, definitely. But also, like, I don't know, is it the same as, like, schedule, schedules? Just knowing when big things are coming up, when you've got to have that assessments in, um, you know, different different things that are going on because it's so busy in the school in the school year so for me and this isn't even a setup this is my I know the podcast listeners can't see I always have my little schedule in front of me so I can just see like a yearly a yearly uh a plan and I just kind of I'm always a lot of paper that Claire it's a lot of paper (laughs) I reuse it I reuse Uh, it what for toilet paper So, yeah, I am a list person. I'm a goal setter. I like to kind of know what I'm doing and be organized, I guess. So, Claire, my my question is that, okay, not not so much work related. This can be cross with your personal life as well. But um, when we when we were talking to you, you're obviously one of our avid fans. Um, (laughs) Ask you for my autograph every time you see me. But like what what's why did you why did you want to talk about this topic? Why are you so passionate about it? Um, I don't know. I've always been a goal setter. I don't know if it's like a personality thing or, you know, the way I've been brought up. But I think doing sport as well has kind of, I don't know, I've always had goals and and things to aim for. So when I was growing up, like a kid, teenager, it was was cross country running. So it was the next race. It was like the next kind of... um, you know, get in the top 10 to get to the county team, yada, yada. And then since being in Malaysia, it's been triathlon. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a bit of a tri-geek, tri-hard. Um, and with that, just because it's so kind of, it's quite intense. It's a lot of volume of training and three sports, swim, bike, run, that you've really got to have, um, you know, a schedule and, and timetables to fit everything in, especially with a full-time job. So... Yeah. When did, when when did you first like I know it might be an early memory or when did you first recognize that goal setting was for you? I mean, is it something that's I wonder if it's something that's in your family like do your parents do it? Is it something that's been passed down uh, from generation to generation or is it just a case of you getting into this sport? Yeah, that's a good one actually. I think so my mum and dad are quite opposite approach. My mum is like, you know, just go with how you feel don't train or don't do this just whatever but my dad is like an old Irish man who's very into his routine and you know supportive in they're both supportive in different ways but I suppose my dad's approach was really you know like talking to me about the next goal or running a marathon or kind of you know the next step so I think yeah I think my dad has had a big influence on the way I am with my goals and and setting challenges and things like that when did you, when did you first it. when did you first learn how to do goals was it was it when you started doing uh, was it cross country you said hmm. is that when you started did you work with someone like as a coach to help you set those goals up or was it something like uh, when you did one race was it just trying to beat your previous score or was it more to do with the goal of like getting up positions how did that start hmm. I think a mix of everything to be honest like I had a really supportive teacher who was really encouraging and like you know always encouraging me to you know come in the best position I could for the school and all that jazz and I think yeah so it was my it was my teacher who was you know my PE teacher telling me um 
you know, all just always checking in, asking how I got on, always embarrassing me in assembly. Um, but I think that actually spurred me on because I felt a bit of a responsibility to keep uh, at the time it was like representing the school, then the county. And then I think my dad was just always that voice, always talking to me. He, he, he calls himself like the unqualified psychologist because he's just, he's a barber, right? So he just talks, that's what he loves to do. He loves to talk to people, know what's going on. And um, yeah, actually my uncle says the same thing. Like when I, when I met the whole family back at, over the summer, because um, me and my brother, as much as I don't like to admit it, are quite similar. And I think it's down to our dad, just constantly like in his supportive way, just like this one, this one, and always like, okay, you can go five seconds faster or da 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 da. And my brother now, I have to boast about him as much as I, you know, we have a love-hate relationship. He did a two hour, oh God, I've got to get this right, two hour 34 marathon, which is just absolutely wow. insane. And he would probably say that's down to my dad as well, just the encouragement and kind of the goal setting and just the, the consistency of training. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna, I was actually gonna talk about your brother in this podcast. Fun boy, you know. I wanted to uh, I wanted to shine a little bit of a light on it because um, one thing that me and Madge have been doing is trying to do a little bit more research on some of these topics. Um, and, I'll, and I'll go back to a few things that you said as well related to goal setting. And, and this one doesn't necessarily have to come from research. This is from our PE background and, and probably education background. But a lot of what you talk about related to your um, goals are those like smart goals. And one of the things you talk about a lot is like the timely element and like you, you have like always have like a set time on it. Would you agree that a lot of your goals are quite short term? They're like, you know, maybe two to eight weeks long. Mm. And um, a lot of them are like kind of like for, for this holiday or leading up to this race in, you know, two months time and things like that. Yeah. I definitely think that and probably the same as most it's been really hard with the covid pandemic not having races because now i'm into triathlon and pre pre-covid it was you know i enjoy triathlon and then when i like something as joe will know i put everything into it so um, yeah. i was like right i'm going to do an, a full ironman next year and da -da 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 -da, and go around the world and do these races but of course because covid happened then there was no race so then I had to really step back and kind of reassess my goals because it's always a big goal I start with a big goal like I want to run a marathon next year or I want to run uh, do an Ironman next year and then I and then I make uh yeah the smaller goals to achieve the big goal because I think that that's something that I I really appreciate about you is you do have that like in a, in a sense, like a little bit of a dreamer, like a dreamer goal. I want to do this. And everyone goes, what? Like, that's well out of the blue. That's really far this way. Or, um, But I think what you do really well when it comes to goal setting and, and why, um, why we kind of chose you to come on here and why we talked about it is because you have this like long-term goal and you financially back yourself. And we know what that means with like spending the money on a, on a triathlon bike so you financially back yourself and then, you know, I think what you and other people have struggled with with COVID is not having those like, um, like, I don't know, timestamps in between the year of like, okay, 
Langkawi Triathlon is next year. So I'm going to do this, 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 and this beforehand to work myself up to it. And I suppose that that then is is huge for like motivation in between, isn't it? And things like that, trying to keep it. Mad. Yeah, uh, Claire, I want to ask you more about your mindset mm. when it comes to towards goals. So like you talked about that, like you want to do an Ironman or a triathlon. And then is it, do you then, so let's say it's your first Ironman or your first triathlon. Do you then say, right, I want to get into a certain position or I want to beat a certain time? Or is it just a case of completing your triathlon or, you know, that sort of thing. So I want to know, like, what's your mindset in that side? And then what happens when you don't, I'm going to guess that you're, you've also got a time or a position in mind as well, because I know, I know who you are and how you are. <laughs> so what happens then if you don't achieve it or have you always achieved it? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, so I do, it's my competitive nature. I think from a kid being in sport, like high level sport from a kid, it's just like instilled in you. Well, it's instilled in me. So I definitely am competitive but more with myself. So I've always kind of done individual sports like cross country running and triathlon is very um, individual as well. So the, when I first got into triathlon, it, it was just, you know, enjoying it, finishing it, just literally just doing it. But then literally after the first race, and it was probably a good thing that was in Malaysia because I don't know, the standard is a little bit lower than England and Europe. So I managed to do pretty well in my first race, which then spurred me on to keep going, keep going. And then as I got training with the, you know, the local clubs out here and things, um, I saw myself improving quite quickly. So then, yeah, quite, quite quickly, I had my own, uh, like my own standard or my own goal I wanted to get to, um, like time-wise and position-wise. And what's quite good about triathlon is, the Ironman races. So I did the half Ironman in Nankawi, 70.3 in 2019. So we're coming up two years now and it's still being cancelled for the second year. Um, yeah, what's quite good about the Ironman races is your, your position per age group. So for me, that's quite good because you can see where you are. For me, the 30 to 35 age group, you're not racing. Well, you are racing against the other age groups, but you are positioned within that. So for me, it's always... Yeah. And I've always been like that. I've always had goals like that. And, and if I don't achieve it, which I definitely, you know, m many times haven't done as well as I wanted to, or a bad race, bad nutrition, whatever it might be. Um, I don't know. I just, I try and reflect where it went wrong, talk to my dad, talk to friends. I'm very like open about things. So I'll just, just try and talk it out and kind of get advice from lots of people. I think uh, I think what you talk about there is there's some really important stuff there. It's like um, setting goals and then achieving them, and maybe not, and reflecting back. And and something when I was researching different professionals um, at, who talk about like goal setting, but also like more related to then like motivation, because that's a huge part of goal setting is like when you're just not motivated or you set goals to increase your motivation, and. Um, Andy Murray, who's obviously uh, the most famous um, for us, like one of the most famous Brits um, tennis player, number one, when he, he quoted when he, when he got his number one in the world, um, that actually he then, after he had got that, he then found it really hard to compete again and to train again and to compete at that same level. 
and even up until now like he's still struggling to kind of regain like the old Andy Murray because he just put everything into that goal of being number one I mean that's been his goal from was it Portugal that he went to match like as a Spain, as a yeah, 30 you know went to went off to Spain as a young boy that was his only goal main goal to be number one and and that's like huge then isn't it that once you get it well, where do you go next um and then you have like the complete opposite where you have Ronaldo like Cristiano Ronaldo who after winning his fifth Ballon d'Or said I set my own goals I strive to be better I always want to win and like he just continuously wants to smash more and more records and you would think like well if you've got that you've already got that you've already got this like but he just keeps going he wants to be better and better and better and there's two different types of people there. Where where do you think you you sit in that, Claire? And then I'm going to ask that question to Madge as well. Um, in regards to if I'm a goal setter. Well, like in regards to like, if if say for example you set yourself a time mm. for your marathon, you said I want to go sub four, mm. and then and then you went sub four, you smashed it. Are you then just going to be like, well, that was easy? Or are you going to be like, where where's your mindset yeah. once you just like when you it's, do it? Definitely. It's always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing to my detriment sometimes, because sometimes I don't allow myself the, the pleasure. Is that the right word? The right, like to enjoy that moment. And like looking back now, pre Malaysia, some of the races I did in the times, like I'm really proud of now, but at the, that exact time, I was never ecstatic or really, really happy because I was like, okay, I can go quicker. I can beat that person. I can do this next race. So I'm definitely that end of the scale of always goal setting. But I think for me, I need to reflect more and kind of be happy in the moment. Otherwise, do you know what I mean? You're never going to, there's always going to be things to achieve. Um, but I think that is just my personality. I think it's ingrained in me. I think I'd be really unhappy and miserable if I didn't have goals, even like with traveling, I have goals or you know, long-term goals. I've, I've always, I've always been that way. To be honest, Madge, what do you think about that? Because you've got, you, you set goals a lot as well. Whether it's down to personal stuff or sporting stuff, or yeah, health. I mean, I, I, there's, there's, there's a lot of, that I can actually reflect on with Claire because I think when I, when I look back at um, setting goals, um, I never really had specific goals when it came to education. I only wanted to get anywhere A to C. And I, my goal was to get onto college and the next one was to get onto university. I and mean, it wasn't never a grade. And I also understood, I've spoken this in the education podcast, that I never really wanted to get an A and A star because I needed, I know I needed to put more effort into the work and I just wanted to do other things as well at the same time. But I think the first time I came across goal setting was when I was training Thai boxing for fighting. So at the age of 15, I trained for a few fights. And... That was the first time when you had to like, or that was the first time I had to then look at weight. So there you had to send, set yourself a goal. So for example, it usually like eight to 10 weeks of training. They'd weigh you at the start. And then obviously that was like, you had a coach and they would then set yourself a target. But at the age of 15, to be honest, they didn't really give me that much of a target, but I was quite conscious because I was a big lad for my age at that, even at that point as well. So obviously the, the heavier you fight, the more, the more it hurts and the bigger <laughs> the guys you're with, right? But that was like the first time where goal setting came in. And um, basically, you had to do the, the cutting, the dieting, and then you had to do a lot of running. And, and that was like the first time I learned about it. 
And to be honest, that stayed with me for a long time in my life, even though I didn't like train for a fight until maybe eight, nine years after that. But that was my understanding of goals. And it's like, I think it's very similar to what Claire said about it's just like trying to get the best next thing or using the numbers to help you. And it's like, you're always constantly doing that. And then I, I, what I did was I associated my weight with my happiness. So I always wanted to be lighter um, because then I always like in the back of my mind, I always wanted to fight and train for fighting. Um, and obviously I just kept failing and failing and stuff like that. So a lot of it was, was linked to that. And um, so what the impact no- did that have? What impact does that have? It was constantly negative. Like it was the goal was there because I had like a dream of like fighting and stuff. And, but to be honest, like it was never like, uh, like a dream that I wanted bad enough because I always also wanted to study and travel and stuff like that. Like people who want to do that sort of thing, give everything, right. They kind of give up everything to do it. Um, but what was interesting when I look back at it is that moment in my life then had an impact for the next 10 years about how I goal set. And it was just that constant thing, weekly thing, you know, you can have a good few days of eating and training, and then you can have one slice of cake or a slice of pizza, it goes wrong, and then you start on Monday again. It was just that sort of thing. And I think, um, and there's too many factors as well. So I would say that's one where there's other factors that come into play, especially I'm talking about weight loss. But I think the other time I used to set myself goals was when I used to play cricket. And um, I used to like, in my head was like, right, I'm going to bowl eight, nine overs, and I wanted to get this many wickets, and I wanted to only concede this many runs. Uh, but then there's just so many factors when that are out of my control. So, for example, I wanted to go at a run rate like four and over or three and a half, four and over. I want to get three wickets. But if someone edged it through the slips or someone, you know, the fielder dropped it or the slips missed, caught it, then that's out of my control. But then my game, or I myself judged my game based on the numbers, you know. Um, and, and, I get, and, I, and it didn't help with my dad who, who was like, the only thing where we really connected on was cricket because uh, I used to go and watch him as a kid. So when I used to start playing, he used to come and watch me. But then every time I used to finish the game, he'd always pick on something that I did wrong, you know? So it was always, always really negative. Um, but I think my question, like, to... Oh, she might have answered it. I think Claire kind of answered it. Is I kind of link goal setting to happiness. It's like that episode about we did about happiness. I think it's very much related and linked because I put a link to the to the article there. The problem with goal setting. And it says the problem with goal setting, let's say you have a goal eight to twelve weeks down the line. And the problem with that is you you are you are in a false or a negative state of mind or a negative place for eight to twelve weeks until you reach that goal. And then you're only in a positive space when you reach that goal. But what happens is because you've been in such a negative space for such a long time when you do reach that goal, it's not as positive as you thought or as you thought it felt. So then you go and chase the next one. And I thought I kind of related to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting as well. And actually, Madge, it, it's, it, I hadn't really thought too much about my own goal setting until like I'm hearing it now from you guys. And I think from like a school point of view, um, I was similar to you. Maybe that's for some some... Um, people that you know with education it's in the UK um, culturally you know there are only there are more subject based where you have to be more goal orientated for PE it was like I knew what I needed to get and that's what I kind of worked towards 
for sports, interestingly, and I'm trying to unpick this, like kind of as I talk about it, I feel that sometimes I don't actually put much focus or emphasis on my actual goals. Like I've, I've always, in a sense, been quite able with sport, but I've probably never been like really good, you know? And I wonder whether some of that is because I haven't fully invested myself into what I'm doing. Because I think back to like when I was a kid playing football and, you know, people would question like, oh, like, what did you do here? Or who were you playing? Or what, 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 what did they score last week? Oh, do you need to be careful of their centre back? Or, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything. I would just turn up and play and I just enjoyed playing. And the same with like with basketball. Basketball is very the, the stats in basketball is huge. Like, oh, how many turnovers did you get? How many points did you get? Did you get double double? And I didn't put pressure on myself to to get anything. I just just played, just enjoyed it. I always generally did really well, but like I didn't put that pressure on it. And then in a sense, is that then me not setting a goal because I'm I'm worried about the failing and I'm worried of the impact and only now I'm kind of saying that I, I think see when you're saying that it's very similar to me as well but I think what it is is in that in that situation I don't think this is where Claire is different is we needed someone like a coach or someone who's experienced that side of it with a bigger picture yeah and they said right do this do this and your goal for this month is this but yeah. in the in the bigger picture, they knew that's going to lead on to the next goal. Where yeah. when we're when we're just playing for fun, we don't think about bigger picture. We just think about the fun at that moment of time, and it's that game. But like like Claire said, with her with her dad and her brother, obviously being competitive as well. Like it's always the bigger picture was down there, but it's always like the smaller milestones. And I think looking back at it now, um, definitely I would say that if you if you want to get to that next level you're going to have to be ruthless in those goals, right? Yeah. And like, like I said, yeah, obviously, I link a lot of it to happiness, but all the athletes that you hear about, a lot of the stuff they don't enjoy doing, but they they know that they have to do it to get to a certain stage. And I think that's where a role model or someone influential or even a coach would have been better for us at that stage if we were to go, you know, make it to the next level. Yeah, I, th I think I think we're spot on there, and and maybe that is why we're, you know, PE teachers or we're taking a different career and not professional sports because, I suppose in a sense I wasn't willing to just give up everything to do it and, and give my all. I just I just in, I just loved playing all sports. I loved playing it, and I wasn't as invested in like having to do everything absolutely perfect and setting those goals. And maybe that's more of a um, maybe that's also, and this is I'm unpicking things a little bit more, is with team sports because you're so reliant on other people. You yeah. talk about factors earlier, Madge. Yeah. There's so many factors to like me winning a basketball game. Well, I might have scored 30 points, but my my teammates couldn't catch a rebound and couldn't couldn't stop their man. So we ended up losing by 60. Well, that's that's nothing on me. And by me setting a goal to say I'm gonna I'm gonna we're going to win and I'm going to shoot 30. Well, then if my other team don't pull their finger out, then then I'm stuck. However, Claire, you've been involved in a lot of individual sports and with individual sports, the only person that's going to stop you from achieving your goals is you. Yeah, that's so true. 
yeah, that's I all true. That's a, I think that's a good point, and I never really thought of it like that. But I think it's a big, um, big factor, right? Individual sport compared to team sport is completely different mindset. Um, yeah, like you say, because there's so many factors in team sports, whereas individual, it's it's on you. Like um, you've only just started to even dip your toe into the water of like uh, team sports in this last like few months. Normally, you've always done individual sports. Exactly, um, and it's a it's a big change. And the only reason, to be honest, that I got into Gaelic football and netball this last couple of months is because I had no goal with a, yeah. a triathlon race. So I needed something to get my teeth stuck into. Um, so yeah, that, that's what it came down to, really. So I'm going to go back and talk about your brother. Um, and I think you're both similar in the sense of you set yourself these goals. Mm. I know that, you know, he set himself lots of goals. So like, talk, talk me through his kind of process a little bit in terms of um you know running that um two hour 32 marathon he he mustn't have just started running and did it what talk us through that process if you know obviously yeah he'll love this i'll have to tell him to, to... <laughs> i'm just begging for one I more thought, i thought we invited claire not a brother <laughs> <laughs> no i am so proud of him basically the, it's a it's a long story, but the long and short of it is is he did have and he openly talked about this. He had big uh, alcohol and drug problems uh, growing up as a teenager, and he had this addictive personality, which I, I think we both have yeah. to some extent. But he went down the kind of the negative route with it. He was never academic at school. He he loved sport. He was always sporty, always naturally quite good at sport, but never like applied himself. Um, so yeah, he, he, he had struggles through school and everything else. Then he went down the drug and alcohol addiction. And then basically, what is it? About five, six years ago, he just, he just kind of turned his life around. He, he had like a, a few rock bottoms, should we say. And he basically put all his, his energy into, into running. That's pretty much what saved him. And because he did have, he does obviously running that time have a, have a natural talent for running but he'd never allowed himself like he was always sporty growing up and things mm-hmm. um but yeah so so that's how he got to got into running and then basically he over the years he just he tra- he tra- changed everything so he went cold turkey with with the drink like um just completely stopped drinking but then as the years went by he really looked into his diet and and he's actually gone vegan now i remember when i was back for christmas three four years ago and he told me he was going vegan and I just literally couldn't stop laughing because this is Tom used to have the the microwave burgers and the pizza and chips every night like he was his diet was absolutely awful and like two liters of coke a day so um yeah so basically he just did step by step that way and then as he was and then it was just the consistency he got into a good running club in Cambridge he had a really good coach um, my dad plays a big, you know, he, Tom says like, my dad played a big part in it. Like just, just having that constant reassurance and the, um, you know, the, the encouragement and then, you know, just kept up with the consistency of the training. And then he had this goal of Manchester marathon, which was just the Sunday just gone. Um, and then similar to me. So he had this goal set for a good year, I think maybe even 18 months, yeah. And then 
everything was building up to that goal. Um, but it's interesting what you were saying before, because when we did the New York Marathon a few years back, he had set this really high expectation on himself at the time. I think it was 3.30 or something. And he didn't achieve it because, well, it was New York Marathon. So there was like thousands and thousands of people. And for whatever yeah. reason, he didn't. And he had to really, I think he took that hard. Like that was a big um, kind of knock for him because he'd always achieved his goals and his training was all on track to run this whatever time. But when it didn't happen, it did knock him for a good few weeks and he had to kind of reset. And that that's a big part, isn't it? Of like goal setting is like, all the training and and the reason why I asked you to talk about him is as I know that you know you've spoken a bit about him before or shared posts of his about you know his his like park runs and his park run time and then other races that he's done and I think taking a knock at say New York Marathon and, and what's crazy is his his time that he wanted to do was three <laughs> three hours thirty and he's time that you've just done in Manchester was two hours 30 and I want to give you a stat and he might know this and if he doesn't know this he's going to thank me for this because I reckon he's going <laughs> to barely be able to walk through the door but you know do you know what percentage of runners run a sub three hours um... what percentage of runners run a sub three hours and now he's done it quite a bit under three hours it's not like 259 I don't know. I don't know. I would have thought that, I don't know. I actually don't know. 30 odd? Yeah. 4%. Wow. Four. He'll love that. He'll love that stat, Jay. So well, for, I... for a male, 4% of the of like the the world's runners can run a sub 3 hour marathon. Wow. So yeah, give it give him that and say uh listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have another listener, guys. We'll give you a five-star review. Uh, yeah, he has... He's got a massive is, head after listening to this, hasn't he? Yeah, it? <laughs> it is insane. I think he came 17th out of 20,000 or something insane. But see, he isn't... He, he is really enjoying the moment, but he's got his next, you know, he's got his next goal now. Yeah. So. I want to just uh, move it on from your brother, Claire, if you don't Definitely. mind. We'll talk more about you again. <laughs> um as fanboy joe has, has, has stopped now um what's um has your view of goal setting changed over the years so like obviously your goal setting from when you were younger to what it is now or even you said that you recently got into team sports or, or the pandemic itself hmm. has your view of goal setting changed or if as well other things that you wish you were better at when it came to goal setting hmm. I think it definitely has, but I think that sound old now, but I think it just comes with age and being a bit more realistic about my expectations. And of course, the pandemic has made us all take a step back and kind of realise what make, what's important, what makes us happy. Um, so I think it, it has definitely changed and especially like having a full time job, what's realistic with training wise and and family and commitments and things like that. Um so yeah, it's definitely changed. I'd say for the better. Um, I forget the second part of your question. I've got a memory like a fish. Oh, I can't even remember myself. <laughs> um, what, so I was like, has it changed? Uh, or are there things that you... Wish you were better at. Wish you were better at when it came to goal setting? Because you talked about before, like, how like you know that you're not in the moment 
you know mm-hmm. you're not enjoying that moment you're kind of waiting until you get the result and also once you get the result it's all about the next one so I'm just wondering yeah. if that's something that you're you want to get better at or is there something that you see in other people that you just kind of envy in terms of like how they view things or anything like that yeah definitely I think I'd um probably not be so harsh on myself with uh, my own expectations and my own times and my own things like that because I'm I'm the only real one putting pressure on myself right but so I guess yeah just to reflect and like enjoy the moment more but like I said earlier I think it's just ingrained in me like I really think I'd be more unhappy if I was like okay I'll just I'll go to the gym three times a week which I know is great for many many people but for me I've just got this kind of bucket list of like marathons I want to do or Ironman that I want to do and yeah I think that is really what makes me happy to be honest okay I mean I want to kind of reflect on my own sort of thing I think I think the moment it changed for me was like I've mentioned before like Egypt was kind of a big time for me when I had to kind of reflect on life and stuff and and I think what it was it was mainly to do with two things uh, one was reading a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell uh, where he he kind of analyzes all the successful people or in his book the successful people that he classes success but there was just one thing that was consistent it was just hard work ethic and it was just doing the things that you needed to do and just doing it consistently and being consistent and just trusting the process and then obviously I'm plugging high performance again but high performance podcast have you listened to it by the way Claire yeah I started listening to it definitely right, yeah. I love so, it. Yeah. so the high performance podcast they they interview successful people all the time and they're on five or season six now I think they just started mm-hmm. and one thing that's consistent in every single episode where every single person who is successful is about the process so that's when I kind of reflected on myself so I've kind of given up on the goals like I have a goal uh, uh, but then it's more about the day-to-day things that I need to do to achieve that goal. So that's what I focus on now. So it's about the process for me. Um, so I'll give you an example. It's like, I know that I want to play football or I want to lose weight or whatever, but what do I need to do on a daily basis to get that right? So for one, one, one example I can give is I hate running with a passion. <laughs> with a passion, right? Never enjoyed running. But I go three times a week, right? And it's one of those things that just... I have to spend a lot of time to motivate myself to get out uh, out of the house to go for a run. Mm. And then after I do it, I, I'm actually quite happy that I've done it. During it, I hate it. Like, it's just every step's painful for me. Um, but like that, for example, I know that's part of my process. I need to do that to achieve my goal. Mm. And it's all about consistency for me. And, and, and the other thing I realize is obviously when you do set a goal, that's when you're usually highly motivated to mm-hmm. set that goal. You know, obviously New Year's a classic one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, or a Monday one's a classic one but then motivation is up and down depending on lo- lots of different factors so it's just about for me it's about discipline and just making do making sure that you do the same things over and over again being consistent and I wish to be honest I wish like a lot of the stuff that I'm learning about high performance I wish that I had that knowledge or mm. someone shared that knowledge with me when I was younger I think it would have been a lot different and like even now, like for example, my my biggest goal is that I want to be playing sport until basically I, I I'm <laughs> we always talk about death in this episode, but uh, this series, but like basically as long as I can. You do. So um it's just like little things just just making sure I'm staying fit enough. Um 
managing my weight and whatever. But I think one thing that I'm kind of still trying to work on in my balance is I'm not very good at control. So I, I like the idea of like, yeah, focus on the processes. But mm. by when giving myself that freedom and focusing on the process, I'm not focused enough as well. So like an example is eating, right? So I can go two, three days eating really well. And I'm going, right, I've had two, three good days. And then uh, a chocolate cake comes by. And then basically I have that. And I don't feel guilty about it. Now that's the difference. I used to feel guilty about eating stuff like that. But then that could easily go out of control. I could have had a big lunch or dinner, whatever. And I think that's where I need that goal or a focus to basically just make sure and re realize that about me and my personality that I can't give myself that freedom because I can't control it. Mm -hmm. So maybe I need to kind of just find that balance where I'm enjoying the process, but also focus enough with my goals. That's, that's kind of how I reflected on it. How about you, Joe? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I do appreciate the process, but like, I'm a little bit like you with, with related to like, um, I suppose I, I haven't had too many opportunities where I've, I've set myself a really specific goal like you know like Claire when she's done her triathlons you know I've gone into you know uh, fun races before whether it's like Spartan races or Tough Mudders those types of things and I'm just happy to be there and just participate I'm not looking for a certain time and that's the same still with playing sport I'm like Madge I just want to play sport I suppose the only time at the minute that I've been setting myself goals is more related to to my golf because it's very easy to set yourself a goal like you have a score at the end of every game and you always count your score it's very rare that you don't so that is like a goal in the back of my head and I'm just slowly working towards it but I understand that the process isn't always possible when you're busy and when work's going on but I'll, I'll do my best to make that a priority and there are certain things that I've stopped doing within my day-to-day -day life or within work life that I'm trying to balance to make sure I allow myself some more time for that um, but you know the week is only ever as <laughs> only ever as short as it can be sometimes it feels you don't feel like you have enough time to fit things in so yeah I think um, the process is interesting Claire do you enjoy the do you enjoy the process of training and and get getting everything ready and working towards it or do you just do you just look forward to the race yeah that's interesting it's making me think of things differently I suppose this podcast but um I enjoy the process when I've got the goal so I enjoy going on a 100k cycle when I know that's doing good for yeah, my race I agree yeah that's what I mean yeah that's what I probably need and basically like I've noticed recently like me and my friend, other Joe, we went for a cycle in my favorite place a couple of weekends ago, Hulu Langat, like absolutely beautiful. But I was just so flat and I'd done it many, many times before and I'm normally buzzing after this cycle. But it was because I had no goal. Like even if I just reset my mind and said, okay, this is just gonna be a social ride, like just go out for a couple of hours. But because I hadn't, I don't know, I think it's because I didn't have a goal um, or a race coming up, or I just hadn't reset my mindset kind of thing. I just kind of didn't enjoy it as much. And I think for me, it does come down to, you know, tr I enjoy the process when I've got an end goal. Yeah, I think that, I think to end on that bit as well, before we move on to our final section, 
I think that for you having that kind of like mind blown type of oh, that realization and 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 highlighting that and Madge Madge as well is is kind of identified that that's really cool. All right then, Claire. So we have now our, a new section. It's a final section. It's a quick fire round. Ooh. Quick fire questions. Okay. Which for you, I reckon, is going to be wild because you're just going to blurt out something, you know. <laughs> we might have to redo the whole podcast. We might, yeah, we might just have to like redo this section, you know, insert now, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, the first question, I'll do the first one um, and Maz can do the second. Is First question is, what is uh, one book, podcast, movie, series on Netflix that you'd recommend to somebody and why? Oh, gosh, Joe, that's such a big question. Just, I've started listening to Happy Place, Fern Cotton. I don't know if that's my favorite, but it's the most recent. Yeah. And I just think she's amazing. She talks about so many different topics and yeah, that really resonates. Listen to it while you're walking and she just talks a lot of sense to me. So It's an easy listen, that one, isn't it? I've listened to that a few times. She's yeah. got a nice voice and stuff. What sort yeah. of things do they talk about on that, like, happy when happy place? I've, she's been around for a while on that podcast, hasn't she? Just all sorts. She gets really, she gets great people on. So she had Jesse, Jesse from Little Mix on talking about um, mental health um, and the media and things like that. And I listened to another, did I listen to a sport one? Like, literally such a variety of topics that, mm. I don't know, I feel like I can resonate with most topics. So it's... Yeah, it's just quite quite nice to listen to. All right, next question. What's the most important character trait you feel that everyone should develop? Resilience. Oh, that, Grace, Grace said that one, right? I think. Yeah. 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 I repel. Why? Resilience is just, you've just got to learn, and I think from being a kid as well, like learn to lose, learn to like, fall out of friendships, learn, you know, the hard lessons in life. It's just going to set you up because life isn't easy, right? You're not going to get the jobs. You're not going to get this, I think. And in sports, that bounce back ability, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think it just, it just helps with, with everything really. All right. And then final question. Um, What's your best tip to develop productivity? Productivity, well, goal setting for me, 100%, long, <laughs> long-term and short-term goals. But I was going to say this when you guys were chatting as well. I don't know if it's like studying sport quite a lot because I did GCSE sport and I also studied sports science, same as same as Madge. Like that psychology and that SMART goals is kind of ingrained in you, even though it's the, the acronym we've all heard. But I think having SMART, long and short-term goals for sure, and then as I've got older and listened to podcasts and, you know, there's been more talk and awareness about mental health, it's things like sleep, diet, um, being around people that make you feel happy. Whoa, whoa, don't use them all. Well, basically, it's a, it's a combination, <laughs> but sleep is a big one. And I, that is what I need to work on, basically, because... You've got to choose one, Claire. What's your best tip? Oh, <laughs> oh she's rambling. She's rambling again. You're waffling. Right at the end. Right at the end. Right. I can only choose one. Just one. say a word and we're going to finish there. Sleep. There we go. Sleep. Great. Right. Thank you so much, Claire, for um, being a fantastic, uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic yeah. guest. Good. Um, it's been really, really enjoyable. And I think we've probably all had a little bit of a moment today where we've either reflected on ourselves or reflected on the process or anything. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. I just made Bye. a sound effect. 
I just made the sound of it. What happened to us? <laughs> With no, my new microphone. Really, it was really good. It was really good. I'm not going to lie. When you asked me to come on, I was a bit tired, but it's been good. Yeah, yeah, it has been good, especially uh, uh, you winged it, clearly you winged it, but I mean, especially with that productivity question, but it was good, it was really good, honestly, um, uh, yeah, we're going to do like a little reflection section now, so you're going to go, we're going to talk about good things and bad things about you, and you can hear it on the the podcast when it comes out live. I'll get my brother to listen, my family now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stop talking. All right, see you in a bit, bye-bye. So, Joe, what did what did you make out, make of that? What did you kind of what you're reflecting back on? What did you learn? And she's good. She's good fun, Claire. I, I knew it was going to be a good one. And and I, and I suppose like we've said this before, we always plan out our podcasts, and we always you know send lots of questions, lots of information to the to the guests, and some put loads and loads of details. Claire put absolutely nothing, but you you get a very honest answer with Claire. So I think everything that we talked about today was very much just how she thinks about things you know it's it's very current we actually think... didn't we actually didn't follow the script as well today no, 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 I... like there's a script but i mean we didn't we didn't go with the floor right? we just had to kind of go along well with i think it. i think when you when you're matching somebody you matching somebody's energy but also matching like some of their answers it's hard to like stick to questions isn't it because new things come up and actually like i said at the end with claire is we probably both had comments today where we thought oh like wow like oh this is why i set goals or this is why you set goals so i thought that was really quite a cool episode yeah i mean for me um i'm quite conscious um that we talked a lot about sports and goal setting in sports but i think there's a lot that can be related to any because it's just goals generally right i think you and me we do we we have we talk a lot about our career goals and even goals within our department and in school and we we have that chat quite, quite a bit and it's the same in it. It's like you set those goals, but it's about the processes. What do you need to do to get to that goal? And each year we try to build on it. Like it's, it's one of those things that we just kind of like add to our armor, add to our skill set, and not necessarily achieve and move on. It's just, right, you've got that in the bag now. Let's move on. Let's try to build something else on, on top of that. And that's what generally happens. And I think just like based on reflection as well, what I was kind of surprised about, um, no, one, one like I wonder if goal setting is more prevalent in individuals things that are individual rather than a team because that's what it kind of seemed like and i think even the example that i gave it was very much individual when i did the tie boxing um and then also it came up back in again like how uh that upbringing it was kind of surprising like how you know it's just it's just weird when you make connections of how like people upbringing and people who influence you in your life then has an impact on setting goals and yeah. you know looking out for you and looking at the bigger picture when you might need someone like that. Well, it, it's accountability. Like you know, I I'm, I speak very highly about my parents, um, and you know, I had an, an an absolutely awesome upbringing. But one thing that they weren't were they they weren't a, a parents that were like on my back to like get to the gym, go go to training, go to this like they would always pick me up and they would always take me to games. But there was never a notion of like, you know, if I kind of woke up being like, oh, I can't be bothered to go to training. They wouldn't just dump me in the car and say, you've got to go. They would say, okay, yeah, like Joe, if, you, if you're knackered, like you need to rest, which could be seen as positive or negative, you know. But Yeah, but like that, that can also be seen as 
like you got to get that balance right because that can also be seen as a pushy parent yeah uh, who is only there for their own interest but then when you look at athletes like Tiger Woods Serena Williams all of these guys who got their parents very much uh, in their life yeah um they're looking at the bigger picture um whether their kids enjoyed it or not it it, it just depends on it it just depends on the impact it has on your life and you got to you sometimes you might get that wrong like you pushed them so far that they that they hated this sport or they hated something because you're pushing them the wrong way but then you also get those examples as well so it is a very fine line yeah i think i think we could debate that for so long because i think we both listened to the podcast where um uh andy murray's mum was talking about how she's she's kind of got quite annoyed with that perception of her being a pushy parent however you know she she made that decision for the boys to do you want to go uh, abroad to train or not and and you know and andy did but i'm sure there were times where he maybe wanted to kind of give up and she would have kept him there and you know we've seen it with the um serena williams sisters you know um the williams sisters should i say serena and venus they're the same and i'm sure there's plenty of examples within business and within other you know the medical field and education where parents or family members have pushed them and maybe pushed them to the point where there's been slight resentment but is there then resentment at the end once you reach that massive goal of money or achievement or um, recognition or anything so again that that's maybe another that's nearly another whole podcast but what's great about these podcasts that we're doing if you agree is that we're just having those conversations and and you were over the moon when claire said oh it actually talking about it today has changed my view on this or has highlighted this so i think that was a really nice touch i'm sure that i'm sure that's also going to reflect on people listening to the episode as well so yeah sure we'll finish on that that's a good high to finish on right thank right, you much and i'm and i'm sorry once again all right i'll think about it right. <laughs> see you later mate. bye-bye bye-bye Hi guys, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. Share it with someone if you think they might enjoy it or if they might learn something new. If you have any comments or would like to join us on an episode, email us at youchattoomuch at gmail.com.